Gear up as Cash Miller and the team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. This is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Chase Friedman. He's with Vanquish Media Group. Um, Chase, it is great to have you here. We're going to be talking about, you know, like your brand, but having a purpose behind it and how you kind of, you know, put yourself out there. It's been something that, you know, companies have really had to consider in the last decade and stuff more so than I think ever, you know, before. So it's great to have you with us. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your agency, you know, what you do. For sure. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, the founder of Vanquish Media Group and a fractional CMO. Um, we're a brand marketing agency that that serves and empowers what I consider purpose-driven leaders, businesses, organizations. Um, and our belief is, is help them achieve a balance of profit and purpose, right? Um, you know, the way we do that, we help develop their unique brand identity and messaging positioning from a strategic level, um, create an actionable strategy blueprint for growth. And then, of course, you know, the final tier of it is going and executing that that digital marketing um, to get measurable results and impact, you know, but that's um, that's how we serve our, our clients. Yeah. So we're talking, you know, businesses and such, you know, having a purpose and kind of incorporating it into their brand and stuff and who they are, because, you know, when you're thinking purpose, there's a lot of different, you know, benefits for, you know, from it, you know, it's, it's how you're perceived, you know, by customers, it's, you know, potential employees, your existing employees and such. So there's, there's multiple facets, you know, to it. Let, let's start with the, the simplest thing of why businesses should really define their purpose, whatever it may be, you know, like what it, what's the benefit to them? Uh, it's a great question. So I think this starts really at a person at a leadership level as well. You know, if you don't have a purpose of where you're going, how are you going to plan on how you're going to get there? Right. Mm -hmm. you know, what is that, that compass, that North star that drives you? I'm a big proponent of uh, Napoleon Hill, you know, and the, uh, the laws principles of success, you know, his first principle was definite, uh, definite major purpose, defining that yeah. everything else falls from there. Right. So, you know, mm -hmm. when I say, when I say purpose, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, go change the world, solve climate change, social injustice. It is simply having a clear identity of where you are trying to go and what you are trying to achieve. And from a business sense, that should really kind of flavor and guide all of your strategic and execution efforts along the way. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. In the kind, so let's talk about the kind of purposes that, you know, because you just, like you just said, you know, it's not necessarily about social injustice or even environmental causes or anything, because we think of those as kind of, you know, really big overarching, but they're not necessarily where organizations need to go. So if it's not those kinds of things, what can it be? Well, it could be any, I mean, it could be anything. And like I said, it's, it starts with some self, self, self-reflection, right? What do you want out of life and business? Um, you know, what, what is a reflection of your identity? You shared with me a little bit about how you love to kind of educate and empower, you know, aspiring business owners and leaders, right? Um, to yeah. me, that's a purpose that I see is, is what, you know, okay. drives you. Um, this can be simply doing better for your own okay. stakeholders and team members. This can be helping uplift and support your community. Um, this can be, you know, um, 
bringing about better health and wellness for, you know, your community or society at large. Um, Mm -hmm. These are things that are, I feel are innate and help really inspire and activate both yourself as a leader and your team. Yeah, no, that's good. Cause like you mentioned community, you know, cause a lot of businesses, you know, you know, I think a lot of times when we think of this stuff, we think of large corporations and such, and you know sure. what they're doing. But really, it's for any organization. It's not a matter of size. You know, it's a, it is a matter of you know consideration on the part, and it could be what is driving the business owner. You know, because we think of organizations and stuff, but when you have large companies, you have CEOs, you have boards, and potentially, and things like that. And you know, they might um, you know drive the direction. Okay, but that might be temporary. You know, you could have a CEO in charge for two years, you know, and they come back. I think, and I'm going to bring it up. I think Disney right now, you know, because you had Bob Iger and then you had, he was replaced. And then of course they've been in arguments with Florida uh, and then you get into, he's come back, you know, and you know, what's going on. And you've got the strike going on with the writers and actors and boy, there's, you know, some arguing going on between Disney's leadership and, you know, those entities. You're spot, I mean, you're spot on cash. I mean, you know, people think of it as this luxury that just big organizations should be kind of crafting. And, and unfortunately, a lot of them are just checking boxes, right? They're yeah. just kind of value signaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I firmly believe, and I've worked with Fortune 100 companies on this kind of stuff. I love working with more small, medium-sized businesses because I think they are the best equipped to instill this degree of purpose. They're more agile, they're more nimble, they're yeah. more, you know, they're more really kind of in touch with re- reality and their they consumers yeah. and in their communities. Um, and this is not rocket science. This is just about what do I love about what I do, right? And, yeah. and what's the joy I want to bring, whether you own a restaurant and you love serving people and and making them feel good through food, or you're, you know, you're a doctor and healing. Um it's all there for any business owner. I guarantee you all yeah. of us have kind of that deep rooted purpose. It's just, how do we bring that to the forefront? Don't hide behind it, you know, share that openly with, with what makes you passionate about what you do. And I guarantee you, you know, the, the, the research is there. People want to buy from work for and invest in value aligned companies like this. Yeah, it could be, you know, so some different examples kind of, you know, on what you mentioned, you know, you could be a restaurant owner. Yeah, they put out great food. They love doing that, but they also help the local food bank, you know, Amen. because yeah. you know, because they want to do something there and they realize, hey, there's stuff at the end of the day, you know, that we can't use. We're going to it's going to go to waste. It's going, you know, let's give it to an organization that can actually still make use of it even if we, you know, can't, you know, because this is going to help them and we should be doing this cuz the easy thing would be to throw it away, you know. Yeah. I love that example. It's like, you know, hey, we're this restaurant. We love feeding people and and filling the soul through food, right? Yeah. But guess what? Not just our customers, there's people out there that need to be nourished as well. And this is how we're helping them too, right? And and not only are we doing good, our customers feel good as patrons, what they're paying for. Hey, Mm -hmm. a little bit of this is gonna go back to someone in need. It's a little bit of everybody wins. I mean, I do I'm a firm believer that these go hand in hand. These are not mutually exclusive that you can profit with purpose. You can do good and do well. And it just simply rises the tide. 
Yeah, and it's and your purpose doesn't have to be one necessarily one thing. You mentioned like, you know, I had said that um, I like you know being able to you know coach a little bit with up and coming entrepreneurs or you know what they got to do, things they're going to face, and I do like doing that. But also for years, um, we have a large university here. It's like the largest in the state of Tennessee, and so for years we've been uh, willing to take interns from them and. Anytime, and, and I will be flat out, we never have paid interns and stuff, but I've also never had them work on client projects. It is a no-go with us. Right. We bring them on because it's like, here, I, I've always thought it's job, you know, job prep. We hired a number of interns out of the, you know, because of that over time, you know, that brought them on as actual employees because we saw their, you know, the level of work. But even if we didn't have a need, we always set them up with projects that were things we'd already done. You know, yeah. we want them to get an education and that's how we would, you know, we would, um, you know, I guess frame it for them. It was like, hey, the point of interning with us, we're not using anything you do. All we are doing, we're going to prep you with real world job skills. And we would set them up with projects based on things we'd already done, yeah. you know, so that way I can give you the full creative brief if you're a graphic designer and you'll create something original. Like I say, we're not giving it to the client or anything. This is for your portfolio. And we did this with the idea that we want to give back to those that are also entering the industry. Get them, if they can build a portfolio, doesn't matter whether we hire them, we're helping them so that another organization can do so. You know, because they need something as a you know, real world example. So there are different ways you know, that you can give, you know, have a purpose. And that was part, you know, that's been part of our purpose, you know, is being able to give young people a start in the industry. I think that's phenomenal. Like, honestly, bravo. I, th that's to me, and, and I'm sure clearly it inspires you the way you talk about as a passion leader. I'm sure it inspires your team to know that this is kind of part of the culture of the company. But what you're describing, I think, is fantastic. When we think of doing good in the world, right? Historically, traditionally old hat model, a lot of people think of just kind of a one-to-one -one give, like a philanthropy. All right, I'll, at the end of the year, I'll donate some extra proceeds or whatever. And that's mm -hmm. like give a man a yeah. fish. But if you could teach a man to fish, if you can help elevate yeah. and develop and upskill these new recruits, that's that's creating shared value. You're doing this in your own community. You are yeah. grooming the next wave of talent, which some of them might come and work for you one day. You're grooming kind of the talent pool, yeah. or you're at least helping them help others along the way when they are ready, which is just paying it forward. Yeah, and in our particular city, like I say, just continuing the example a little bit, we're south of Nashville. Mm -hmm. So for those people to get real-world experience, we don't have a bunch of agencies in our city. So to, for them to get real-world experience, they needed to commute to Nashville. You know, Now we can do more remote, remote work, but that's not always the case because remote work has a lack of training because it's not, not hands-on for someone that's brand new, right? If you're experienced and you already know what you're doing, then okay, it's you know, totally, you know, obviously we can do that, but you don't need constant hand-holding and stuff. You know, and I always looked at it like, say, you know, we had to, we've always had to make you know, time for these people. And that takes away from our employees actually doing their job. So, you know, like I say you're, but we're still doing it with the intent. Like I say, we might be training somebody else's next employee, you know, but, you know, I, it's kind of like, um, uh, I'm a believer in karma a bit, you know, it's like, yeah. if I do this, then I'll get repaid and I'll, it'll be in some other fashion, you know? Yeah. So, you know, what other ways can, you know, or I guess, you know, if you're an organization and you're kind of analyzing you know, your own situation and trying to find those opportunities, things that help can, can help your define, you know, define your purpose. What should you be looking at and doing to really figure it out? 
Yeah, I think I think I, I think you got to start from the inside out. Quite frankly, um, I think you need to really sit down and listen and understand and have the conversations with your internal team, right, from the bottom up and the top down. You know, hey, what brings you joy about your job? You know, mm-hmm. you might not love every bit about it, but you know, what's your kind of red thread? Like, what do you love about what you do? Uh, in this capacity, whether it's customer service or design or accounting. Um, and I guarantee you, you'll find some, a lot of great insight and wisdom, things that you didn't think about as a leader because you're busy res- running the company, right? Um, mm-hmm. But if you can kind of elicit and listen and incorporate some of that, you know, that value, that purpose from your team members, they're going to be your biggest advocates, right? Um, you know, they're going to be your frontline ambassadors t- so that's not just you touting on social media, Look how good we are and all the good we're doing yeah. in the world, right? That can ring empty pretty quick. But if your team is living this, breathing this, feels connected to it, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to not only perform and go to bath for you every day, but they're going to want to spread the gospel with friends and family. And, um, and that's a great way to kind of start to build that from the inside out. Yeah, I always um, like when you're using like social media and stuff in this regard, you know, it's you're you're spreading the word, you're spreading what you're doing and stuff. And if you can get it more organically where your employees are doing it and stuff, and for that to happen, you have to get, you have to define what the purpose is. What is that, you know, that thing you're, you're trying, you're trying to strive to be. Okay. Yeah. And those, those things that you do, and if you have buy-in from your employees, they become brand ambassadors, you know, inadvertently because they think, you know, they, really like what you're doing as an organization. And this goes to helping from a, a top line, you know, position of it can increase your sales and stuff because other people, other companies want to ne- potentially work with your organization because you're doing these things, you know, because they have similar beliefs, potentially, yep. you know, stuff like that. It, it, you know, because they are doing it within their organization. So they see you as having, you know, yours has, you know, similar goals and stuff. You could be totally different in how you're going about it, but they, they, the mission is um, something that they can recognize. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It shouldn't be. It should be as simple and clear and coherent as possible. And that's, that's a lot of what the work that we do. Um, you know, when I say purpose-driven organization, that doesn't mean a company that already has it figured out. Many of these companies um, have the potential for that. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, helping them develop define and really crystallize, clarify what their brand identity and messaging needs to say. And that really needs to color everything else that you do. And that's why we work in kind of these these phases. First, it starts with discovery, getting clear, getting a deep understanding of who you are, what you believe, what your messaging is, what the story you're telling is. And then we can start talking about, great, let's start to showcase that in our collateral, our website, our social media efforts or content marketing efforts. A lot of people like to start at the, you know, the end and work backwards. Well, we, we need a social media campaign. Okay. Well, what are we saying? And, and yeah. why, why are, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've always noticed with like marketing agencies and stuff, and especially advertising agencies, um, you know, traditional ones that have been around a long time, you'll, you'll go to their about pages and you'll see these teams and they all look so happy. We have all these people and stuff. And that's, they think that that's their, like the whole definition of everything, you know, they'll have like crazy pictures or something. Look, I have my cat, you know, like we're animal friendly or something, you know, it's like, but is it really how you've defined yourself? You know, have you actually, or is this just, you know, like say it's more of a, we did it because, you know, I feel like in the advertising industry, there's like this perception that has been tried to do, you know, 
been developed as an industry over time that is like, hey, working in this industry is the greatest thing ever. And we're all having so much fun and there's beanbag chairs and all of this kind of, you know, and we, you know, and snacks all day. And like, that's kind of what, you know, as an, you know, industry sort of that perception that's developed and such. And they kind of stick to that. And I'm like, seriously, you know, like there's so much more to it. You need to define your own organization. And if that's part of it, part of your culture and stuff like that and fun, okay, that's fine. You know, but what else is there to it? Yeah. Yeah. Strategically, look, this happens with many, most companies, right? Your message is communicated a thousand different ways, depending on who in the company is, is, you know, Hey, what do you, what do you do for a living? Or what is your company all about? The messaging gets distorted depending on who's delivering it. Or, you know, if you can't define it clearly, your customers shouldn't be expected. Yeah. Right. So you're losing out, you know, customers, your competitors, because your customers don't fully understand who you are, what you do, what you're all about, right? And they, they're not building that emotional kind of bond there. Um, and not to mention, consumers are more enlightened and savvy than ever before. We're being bombarded by thousands of messages a day. Our brains are wired to filter most of out the crap mm-hmm. yeah. um, and only let in the stuff that connects and resonates. So without a clear message, it's not even penetrating You know, the, the initial impression they get when they scroll on their feed. Yeah. How do we take the message, though? And, you know, if we're trying to, you know, connect with our customers and our audience, how do we align the two, though? You know, because, you know, we're trying we're looking internally. Yeah. But now it needs to resonate with who we're doing business with. Great question. Yeah, that's kind of that's really about positioning yourself in the market. Right. So now that you've identified, you know, who you know, who you are as a, as a brand, your identity, um, you know, working within kind of the you know, 12 archetypes, right? There's, this has been existence for since the dawn of, of, of storytelling and psychology. Um, you know, we, we're not as different as we think we are. We have kind of some similar innate sort of likes, fears, desires, um, yeah. motivations. So understanding your sort of brand identity and archetype and understanding who your customer is, really developing a clear, coherent picture of your audience persona and what they want, what they desire, what they are seeking, and finding that common ground. Doesn't mean adapting and bastardizing yours to fit theirs or vice versa, mm. but it's going to give you a clear picture of, okay, great. This is who we can best serve because yeah. they, they, we're speaking the same language. Well, it helps you start to define who your actual target audience is because exactly. if you're thinking from the, the standpoint of purpose, you know, often businesses will say, well, we serve all of these people, you know, because they all buy this or something. But then and the thing that I would I would um, think of is uh, organic brands, you know, food brands and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that have said, yes, we make this product and technically everybody can drink it, you know, or eat it or whatever it might be. Um, Creamers is actually a really good example, right? You know, like tons of people use coffee creamer, right? But there are certain creamers, you know, creamer brands that have become very specific and they're much more expensive. You know, you know, like I say, you take one of those, uh, that coffee mates or whatever that are normally like $3, you know, three fifty or something. And now suddenly apocalypse proof that just, (laughs) that'll stand for 20 years and they'll still be good. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. And, but now you've got organic and they're like, you know, Hey, we're using, you know, these ingredients and stuff. And they're, they're saying, we care about, you know, it might be the environment, the way we're doing this is being more sustainable, mm-hmm. all of these things. And we're also saying, though, that's our audience. 
You know, That's so we're right. gonna we're building our brand around this. This is who we are. And if you want to drink the cheap crap, you know, that's like you know, full of sugar or whatever, that's you. And, you know, but we're not trying to be you. We're not trying to be everybody. You know, we're trying to be that. And that's where you win. It's finding kind of your niche, finding your tribe and, and not, you know, not trying to be all things to all people. But you bring up a good point because, you know, again, the research is overwhelming. You know, people are willing to two and three consumers are willing to pay more, pay a price premium for mm-hmm. products and services and brands that align with their value and their identity. Yeah. So you're talking about margin, right? And that's all branding. It doesn't mean, you know, yeah, sure, there's better ingredients to some extent, right? But you, you take a look at, you know, you take a look at Apple, right? People aren't paying these price premiums because they have the best, you know, technology or megapixels or, or, or guts yeah. in the actual phone. It's actually quite similar, if not inferior to some others that are lower cost. They're buying that identity, that aspirational yeah. kind of, that connects and resonates with them. Um, yeah. and, and that's what's cool is, the data is and the research is show, is showing overwhelmingly people are willing to you know be more loyal to these brands, uh, be uh-huh. brand ambassadors, pay more, choose you over the competitor who just is you know the average creamer on the shelf that doesn't really that's rather yeah. generic you know. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in a couple of, and there's like different ways to do this. Um, in the case of, you know, I'll go back to another like. Uh, food related item and talk coffee for a second, you know, because coffee has done it from a sustainability standpoint and saying we support small farmers. Okay. So it's not even just, it's sustainable. You know, it is a matter of we support small farmers in third world countries and stuff that are growing great product. We're paying, you're, we're asking you to pay a premium so that we can give them a fair wage, you know? So it's things like that. It's like saying, Hey, we're telling you up front, you know, we're going to do this a little bit, you know, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but here's the, you're, every time you buy, you know, a bag of coffee grounds or whatever, you know, or beans from us, this is helping support this person's family over here that is maybe, a, you know, a small coffee farmer that's got 20 acres or something, and mm-hmm. they can only grow so much, you know, and if we didn't do this, they would struggle to survive, you know, and so that is our mission, you know, it's, like I say, it's a good product, yes, but our mission is that we're supporting those farmers. And 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 the truth is, is, is people buy an emotion first, logic mm-hmm. second, right? And so yeah. we're inviting them into that story and they're buying emotionally based off whether it's a price premium or not, um, you know, they'll go for that. Now, I know there's a lot of people probably listening, rolling their eyes. Well, you know, that's not always true. And what about the low cost options? I get it. You know, if you're looking for kind of the winner on price and the, just the simply lowest cost and there's some goods that... I do, any of us do, you know, we know who those players are, the Amazons, the Walmarts, you know, whatever of the world, Mm -hmm. right? That's fine. They don't, (laughs) they know who they are and they are just going to win on price. However, right, when you're talking about building a lifetime customer, lifetime customer value or, you know, a brand ambassador who's going to be a repeat buyer, how many times are you going back to just that low cost, easy option because it's there on the shelf? I mean, are you really an advocate of that lower cost product or service yeah or is it just okay for right now yeah you're really not because there's going to be another low cost option you know or service and so you're not loyal to the brand you know you're loyal to the fact that it's cheap and if you give me something else that's cheap you know 
I will buy that just as easily. Yep. You know, it's kind of like the Walmart great value brand. Well, if I see another brand that's, you know, 10 cents less, I don't care. You know, I'm not you loyal. You remember to... the original one you bought last week that was of the time, the flavor of the week, lowest price option. Yeah, so. I bought medium roast. That's what I know. You know? <laughs> like, exactly. You know, yeah. you know and I'm look, you know, looking at the sizes or whatever, you know, and so it's, you know, but so when you pick a purpose and you're building your brand and you're building out, you know, like I say, you could be selling a product, it could be a service or whatever. There are multiple ways to go about it, whether it's who you're partnering with. You know, if you're saying it, this is a more sustainable way to go, this is helping, you know, like I say, small farmers, or this is helping your local community. There's a number of approaches that you can take to this, you know, to be able to do it. And that's why you have to look at who you are, how you want to be perceived. Yeah. Yeah. And what matters to you? Because at the end of the day, that's also if you're going to be passionate about it, if you're going to say, hey, we're really going to do this, you have to as a individual business owner, but also as an organization, you have to support that mission. Yeah. And not just when it's super convenient. And that's where you see a lot of these pivots. And, and quite frankly, a lot of large companies, you know, their commitment to purpose sometimes is on a quarter to quarter basis. Right. How do we do this quarter? Oh, well, it's not as convenient. Profits are lower. We're going to slap, you know, yeah. and that creates a lot of blowback and inauthenticity. You mentioned it with, you know, some of the larger conglomerate conglomerate companies, Fortune 100 companies where, mm -hmm. you know, the economy should not dictate when it's convenient for you to commit to purpose. And your audiences, social media, your customers, your employees will certainly, you know, call you on it if you're just kind of going as the wind goes on it. Yeah, like I say, there's a, I'm an avid, you know, like business book reader and stuff. And a thing that came to mind, because, you know, the idea is like describing how you can find purposes and stuff here a little bit. Um, one of the books I read, you know, not that long ago was actually, it was Sam Adams. Yeah, it was Boston Beer Company. It was um, you yeah. know, Jim uh, uh, Coke and stuff. You know, it's like, how do we like, we're Koch, you know, but yeah. how do we, um, you know, how do we, why did he become that? And the, the mission of the business itself is because they wanted to brew a better beer because when they came along in the 80s and at the time, everything was Budweiser, Miller and stuff, which is just not great. Yeah, you know, I know there's plenty of buyers and stuff, but I don't drink it, you know, <laughs> like, and, but their mission was that they wanted to revive, you know, and build up the craft brew industry, yeah. you know, because it, it was something that was not what drinkers were going for at the time. And there was a lot of um, other, you know, there at time. There were craft brews, you know, all throughout and stuff, you know, for hundreds of years, but they were never really taken off. And he figured out how to make it part of the, you know, like the mission of a better product. Yes. You know, just being that this is, yes, you're going to pay a little more. It's not, it wasn't about, you know, being more sustainable or anything like that. It was just a better beer, better product than everybody else and stuff. And they built their, and everything they did around was around that. And then they would put in their support into, they weren't about crushing other craft breweries and stuff that were out there. They were, you know, a leader in trying to build up the industry and saying this can benefit everybody else and we can do it better than a lot of these large brewers that are not, you know, their product is just not that great and stuff. Uh, you know, there was a, a recent instance. There's a, the oldest brewery in America is called Anchor Brewing. I know. Have you I've heard? Yeah. heard about this. And they're, and they're going out of, you know, out of business because they had been bought by a Japanese brewer yep. that didn't understand the American market. And the entire time, and it, they're, they're working on saving it 
might be employee buyout, something like that. The entire time I'm, yeah, the entire time I've been thinking Sam Adams needs to come in and just buy this company. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think it would be a cool turnaround though, you know, to, to be able to see, um, you know, the employees, you know, go up together and, and buy it out. I mean, that's just an ultimate testament around these people love their jobs. They are proud of the beer that they've created and worked for the legacy of it. For a big organization, yeah, it's a it's a it's a minor kind of write off on their bottom line. But for these people, this is their livelihoods, their pride, yeah. their passion, and and they're and, not willing to let it, it go. Yeah, and it's the oldest craft brewer in the United in States. The United States. Yeah. I mean, come on, that is worth saving, and that becomes the mission. And if I the agree. employees get the opportunity to buy it, or another, you know organization that is in the states gets to you know buy it with the intent of saving that brand that's your mission and it becomes let's save anchor brewing because it's like you know it's a worthy thing i'm feeling i mean i'm you know it's almost friday i'm feeling motivated to to go buy some anchor brewing right now it's like as a consumer (laughs) i want to endorse that i mean i don't want to see this legacy historical brand kind of go off the shelves it's a great craft brew and and i want to support the people and and the teams and Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, great. Tell me what to pay for it. I'll buy. I mean, you're giving something people something yeah. to believe in. Yeah, that's exactly it. So the thing is, is so the the idea being that your mission can come from so many places. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of things if you look in at what you do. You know, the people that work for you, the people that you serve, and stuff. You know, the mission can come from all sorts, and and that mission you can use it to your advantage as a business. You know, mm-hmm. to help yes affect your bottom line. You know. And that is what you want to be able to do. But then there is, you know, but business is also more about more than just making money. You know, like I say, they, it can be used for, you know, really good purposes and such if you think about it and, and you can benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah. Great analogy. I mean, again, you know, creating shared value so that it, again, ties. Yeah. Uh, so. So if, you, if you're a business and you're really, you know, let like me say, you want to start analyzing and you want to say, okay, how do I do this? You know, how do you, you know, what do you advise as far as, you know, the organization, the leadership and stuff like that, you know, really starting to like, where do they start to be able to, to figure this out for themselves? What, you know, cause it's like, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know? Yeah. Um, th- look, that's my passion. That's my purpose. That's what I love doing to help, you know, people develop, identify, clarify that for themselves. You know, that's kind of my way of, of, if I can help do that for others and help them find kind of that clarity, passion, purpose in their path. And then, and then, and, you know, in turn, their business does better and they help others. Um, so let's have a chat, whoever you are, <laughs> no, but it, you know, it, it does, it begins from um, a real kind of deep dive in terms of, you know, getting clear with, well, you know, what is your why? What do you believe? How are you uniquely, uniquely differentiated in your market? Um, and then, and then of course, what do you offer? Um, but I would argue it's something that's missing in, you know, the Simon Sinek, you know, golden circle thing is really the who, right? Who are yeah. you? Um, that kind of, kind of flavors everything else. Um, defining your definite major purpose. And sometimes that's just for life. Yeah. I guarantee you it can be a proxy for business as well. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, yeah, we always say, you know, what is our why? Actually, start with, you know, what is our who? Who are we? Who who are you? Yeah, if you don't yeah. understand that, how can you answer the why? Yeah, that's exactly it. So, you know, you got to, you know, ask, you know, and then, you know, some additional questions here to be able to get there. Yeah, but if, if you do this, you know, you can get where you want to go as an organization and as an organization 
top down, you can feel uh, more driven, I think, you know, about what you're doing. And it becomes more than just, you know, what you're doing for the company. It's what the company is doing, you know, in the in the greater, I guess, scheme of things. Yeah, I've seen it's like a light bulb goes off, you know, once once, you know, I'm working with clients and they kind of they hit that moment where it becomes clear for them. It, they feel reinvigorated about mm-hmm. building the company, running the company. They feel inspired and passionate versus the company is just a burden to them. Um, yeah. Activates and inspires them, their teams, their consumers. It's, it is an absolute sort of, you know, has an exponential effect in that initial investment. But you got to be willing to do it um, and get clear with, with who you are and, and why you exist. Chase, I'm going to stop it right there because you summed it up perfectly. You know, so yeah, you know, we can't really add more to it. Chase, how would people get a hold of you? Um, well, again, love to book a chat. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you can visit our, our agency website, VanquishMediaGroup.com. Um, book a call, and again, whatever stage of the journey you're at, you know, hopefully, I can kind of give you some enlightened kind of guidance and point you in the right direction, whether you find it for yourself or not. But Again, every I'm a firm believer, every single leader business out there has the potential to kind of do a greater good in the world and uh, profit with purpose. So, Well, this has been another great episode. I'm Cash Miller, the host of Marketing Masters. I'm CEO of, of Titan Digital. And if you're looking for purpose, you know, you should be as an organization. Um, I hope you, know, you get something out of this episode and how to pursue it. And if you need a master at it, contact Chase. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you having me.